Welcome to the Codependent Me Podcast. I'm Tamara Shaw, a recovering codependent, a codependent life coach, and the co-author of God Turned Mommy's Wine Into Water. This podcast was created to increase the awareness of codependency and to give a more holistic look at the journey and healing of codependence. We just want to let you know that we appreciate your time and your support. It absolutely means the world to us. And as I've said in the past, if you'd like to give to our podcast, uh, we have a program on Patreon. So if you'd like to support us, you can go on www.patreon.com forward slash the codependent me podcast. Again, that's www.patreon.com forward slash the codependent me podcast. We have some really cool subscriptions, um, anything from a dollar, I think up to $50. You can get a bunch of freebies. You get shout outs on the podcast. We really appreciate you. So thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye. Welcome to the Codependent Me podcast. I am your host, Tamala Shaw. And today we have a very, very, very special guest. She is my sister, Stacy Wise. And we are actually together because today is now January 1st. So we spent the New Year's, the New Year together, New Year's Eve, and uh really the holiday. She's been here for two weeks and uh you know, I've been wanting to get her on the podcast for a long time, but I got her today, y'all. <laughs> um, so we were sitting here talking and started talking about these, um, I don't even know what to call it. Uh, it's corrective maintenance and preventative maintenance. So we were talking about it as far as like our primary job goes, but then we were talking about how it can really uh, affect our regular life as well. And so because everybody's going into the new year and, you know, wanting to do things differently and have better and more healthy relationships, we just thought we'd throw it on a podcast and see what you guys think about it. So the first thing I want to do is welcome her so that she can uh, kind of introduce herself or tell you guys whatever she wants, you know, you guys to know about her. But uh, here's my sissy, Stacy. Hey. Mm-hmm. Hola. Hey everyone. Okay. <laughs> um, so what did you want you want to know about me? Um I'm her sister. Mm-hmm. Um and uh I am who do I need to say what I do whatever you want to say. Um so I guess because she's dealt with me and my codependency since she was a little girl. <laughs> you know, I'm learning still <laughs> That's about like- it. That's a whole nother podcast, yeah, like yeah. siblings and codependency. Yeah. Like a, one thing she used to tell us all, tell me all the time. She's like, you just, you know, I don't know why you have to be so grown up. And I'm like, I don't understand oh why you just have to be a kid. And she's like, why did you eight? We're only eight and, at the time, <laughs> eight and nine at the time. So I didn't understand. She told me I was so childish. I'm like, we are children. <laughs> Get it together. I know, I know. She's the best big sister ever. You're so sweet. So, so Stacey, tell me a little bit. So first we're going to talk about corrective maintenance. 
So let the oh, audience know really what that means. Okay. So let me see. Low background, mm-hmm. I guess. Yes. So I'm an engineer by trade. Mm-hmm. And mostly, like in my job, current profession, or um, we deal with a lot of systems, like electrical systems, mechanical systems. And we have to make sure that we keep the health of the system working properly. properly. Mm-hmm. So we have to like monitor its reliability and its availability. That's how we monitor the system health, like how reliable it is and how available it is. Mm-hmm. In monitoring that, we have, you know, little things that we have to do that we monitor. We have corrective maintenance, which, um, you know, we don't want to have to do corrective maintenance because if you have to do corrective maintenance, that means something's broken and we have to fix it. And that, you know, that messes with the availability of the system and and the reliability. I mean, if if you keep having to correct something, that then that make that makes the reliability go down low. It's like the trust. Yeah. In but, relationships, that would be the trust going down. Right. And if you're fixing something like now technically, so for our systems. And for people, but I don't know, we don't do it, but like for our systems, we have to completely shut the system down to fix it. Like we can't keep, we can't keep making it, you know, do what it's supposed to be doing while we're fixing it. We have to shut it down to fix it. So that messes with the availability part of it. That's good though, because Mm -hmm. that's like, like for us, you know, most things that happen in our lives, it happened when we're children. So we really have to go back. You know, I've had podcasts talking about how you have to go back to that age Mm -hmm. or your go back to in your mind to that time in order to start from the basics. So you would shut down, shut down to that moment that things became broken and you have to start at the basics to fix it from there. That's, that's right. really, really and good. That, that starts, like you said, from it, it could be from childhood mm-hmm. or it could happen from wear and tear of life. Boom. Like we have some things that we could, they say run to failure, mm-hmm. but that just means that as time goes on, it just, the wear and tear of life just has the wear met, and tear of life has just made it, you know, it's made okay. it a, little, a little deficient. Like yeah. it just, it you know it tears into certain things, so certain mechanics of things need to be repaired, mm-hmm. just because they've been running for so long. Right. So, so now I want to kind of get into the preventative maintenance, preventative. because you know, of course, you would think that you would go, you would start with preventative, right? Let's talk about preventative mm-hmm. first. But in all, but the, in all actuality, the way life goes, you only know how to do it. The, you know, right. You only have one life. So most times you get things wrong first, then you backtrack, fix it. And then kind of like, okay, today's January 1st. It's like, okay, everybody's setting their goals. Everybody's trying to figure out, okay, I'm going to move forward in this and move forward in that. So we need to move forward with this preventative maintenance. Right. So right. explain what that is. So, so in my world, in my work world, Preventative maintenance is extremely important. Like it's more important than anything because if we are properly doing preventative maintenance, we won't have a lot of corrective maintenance that we need to do. 
and preventive. So preventative maintenance keeps us like you can you with preventative maintenance, you can pause, you know, you can pause it for a quick moment, do do whatever, do checks. So like, let me see. For So my world, let's say some examples of preventative maintenance would be like going to do a checkup. Like we go monthly and go look at the system and be like, okay, do we see any leaks? Do we see any breaks, any tears? You know, how's that running? Check that oil. You know, that's that's preventative. That, so like for a car, preventative maintenance is getting an oil change. Tuna, mm-hmm. you know, rotating your tires, yes. Yes. um, stuff like that. So, like for us, I guess life preventative maintenance is doing self checks, like self checks, self checks. You know, counseling, like, like counseling. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, I'm having, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of, st- I'm getting a lot of stuff going on right now. I got a lot of things piling up. Mm-hmm. I may need to talk to somebody, right? You know, make sure everything's running. And the then way here's the thing to. too, like what I've been finding out lately, which has become extremely important my job right now is to maintain a schedule, a routine schedule for preventative maintenance. Mm. Like you can't, you know, you have to be consistent with it. You cannot, you know, just do it once and then, okay, you know, whatever. It's like, so like we put it on a schedule. Monthly, you do this kind of checkup. Every three months, you do this kind of preventative maintenance. Uh, Biannually, you do these, these, you know, because we, we put them in frequencies. So our our frequencies are usually like monthly, uh, annually, biannually, every quarter, and then every six months. I like it. So I think like preventative maintenance for us, for humans, mm-hmm. would be checking in on your boundaries, mm-hmm. self-care, meaning like schedule your massages, um, whatever it is that you need to do to be able to breathe, whether you want to do um, yoga or um, meditation, um, exercising, eating right, drinking water, um, the things that it's going to take to keep things flowing to where you don't have those breakdowns, where you don't have to have those corrective maintenance. Cause you know, we went through it the last two weeks we've been Ooh. together. We've been eating what we want to eat, haven't been drinking water like we're supposed to, and we're feeling the effects now. So the first thing we said this morning is like, I haven't had any water today because we can feel it. So now we got to correct it. Yeah, now we got to correct it. Because yeah. we didn't do the preventative. We didn't, you know, do the things that we were but supposed to But you know, to I look at it too, like, so I know you guys talk about codependencies and, and how the family units and how it works. I look at like preventative maintenance being being able to be able to set boundaries and, and stuff with your family. So if you do regular mm-hmm. things and you won't be overwhelmed with stuff like you, you like I feel like if you set a schedule you know routinely mm-hmm. routinely yeah I was you know um my daddy out he used to call he'd make sure that he called three times a week or whatever and then he'll be like all right your turn you know it's on right you, you know you're communicating you're, a, you're a, that communication you know, yeah and so and it would be like so it was a routine thing so he was always doing some type of checkup to make sure. So it kept us in a connection. It kept us connected, mm-hmm. you know, where there were times when we, something was going on with me or something was going on where we could, the disconnect would be. You would feel the disconnect. We would feel it. Because you, know? you had that communication and that, honestly, reciprocity mm-hmm. on what needed to be done. Yeah, and it, And that's just not like. 
for even, let me see, my uh, nieces. I had started this thing with Tracy's daughter Mm -hmm. uh, that I would do like once every three months. I would take her to school, but we'll go get coffee or go to Starbucks first and then we'll go to coffee and that'd be our little time to whatever. So, and and for me, that was because I remember when she was younger, she used to always call like all the time. I want to do this. I mean, I want to come over. I want to do this. And I'd be like, oh my God, I'm so, wait a minute, wait a minute. But when I started just routinely doing something with her, I didn't have that, you know, right. we, because we just all we knew where, what the flow was mm-hmm. or whatever. So it was like a routine checkup or something like that. Yeah. So I think so. But preventative maintenance for my job, oh, my God, is like the, a big issue because um, let's say that there's times and it has happened a lot. That's what I'm working on right now. They have skipped some uh, PMs that we think we call them PMs. We've, they've skipped PMs that we haven't done like for a year or something like that. And so now like we have to do a whole bunch of corrective maintenance, a whole bunch of corrective maintenance. So the preventative maintenance keep you, keeps you from having to do impromptu, stop, shut down, break down, yeah. corrective maintenance. You know, just like we said with the car, if you don't get made oil changes, your engine is going to lock up. Yeah, something is going to happen for sure. Yeah, you know, and then eventually you're going to have to either get a new car or whatever mm-hmm. when you just have to keep doing that routine thing. So, so what I would love to hear mm-hmm. is, so in your life, mm-hmm. in 2023, mm-hmm. what do you plan to do? To have preventative maintenance. Well, mm-hmm. for my life, I'm definitely going to start out by like making a priority list, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, that's family, that's, you know, everything, you know, and every everything on that list will get some type of attention, you know, and but myself included. So me first. So for me, let's say in the column for me, me, I I was doing therapy and I, I paused it because a lot was going on and I'm going to start back therapy. And I remember my therapy was like every, I think it was every two weeks or something like that. So I'm going to do that. And I think that's going to help with keeping my mindset because there's a lot of new things yes. that's entered my life. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of new things that are I'm going into the new year with. So that's how, that's one of the preventative maintenance things I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I think I'm also going to do a lot more self-care. Yes. Firm believer of that. Yeah. I'm going to do a lot more self-care. I, I, I know you're big on that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've never met someone as many massages as you. But um, you're like, no, who has time for it? But I think, I think I'm going to actually make time you for it. You have like to. Once a month. I mean, that's like ignoring, you know, ignoring a knock in your, in your engine, you know? And I guess I never looked at it like that. You know, I was just like, Hey, I'm still, I can still move my arms, my legs. (laughs) I'm breathing, you know, you know, yeah. just take a hot bath and call it a day. (laughs) But, but I do know the times that we have, like, because I typically have not gotten that, that type of preventative maintenance. Yeah. Except when we go on trips. That's true. Yeah. yeah, you know that. That's you know, important. Trips. Yeah, when we so, yeah, we always 
have those spa days. Spa, yes. yes. We love the spa days when we're together. And it's funny, that's another thing. Like, um, I realized that I think about caring for myself more when I'm with you, whether it's a facial or, you know, having fun, because I feel like it's those times that we're together. I mean, we everyone knows we lost our brother last year. Um, so it was special before, but I think now it's become even more special mm-hmm. that when we're together, that we're making memories. Right. That's another thing, honestly, that that that's important and part of preventative maintenance, in my opinion, is being sure that you take advantage of the now. I truly, truly, I was in, uh, I think it was St. Martin one year and one of the, <laughs> the um, waiter came up to, to us and he gave us our breakfast and he said, enjoy your moment. Like that's big. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were so busy and moving and doing this and doing that, that we don't take a moment to be present and truly enjoy our moment. You know, one of the things that should be on everyone's list that people think that come, it comes normal for us is breathing. I promise you, most of us don't breathe correctly. I know. I, I, I mean, especially when I'm exercising. Right. You know, <laughs> it's it's funny because a lot of people think that when you're breathing, it's your chest that's supposed to come up and down. When really it's your stomach. But but we're breathing incorrectly. You know, when when someone says, "Oh my gosh, look and see if they're breathing." Like, do you look at their chest or their stomach? Most people will look at your chest. That's because we're we're not breathing correctly. We're supposed to be breathing from our stomachs as our core. Um, but okay, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. I, I'm here to tell you. <laughs> so that's some of the things that we need to look into to make sure that we're doing those things correctly. A lot of people don't know how to breathe deeply, you know, so different breathing techniques. I talk about it when I speak or on the podcast because we don't breathe the way that we're supposed to. Um, so I, I put, I think, I, I think everyone should put that on their list. Mm-hmm research and learn how to breathe correctly because most of us truly don't know how to yeah but i think you know again if everyone takes the time to journal like if you start a journal today or this week about the things that you want to do and then you know you'll know what you've executed you know you'll know how those things that you did made you feel You'll know where you fell short, when you picked it back up. You, you'll, you'll figure out different triggers that will throw you off, you know. And when those things happen, you can identify it. And then you can look at your journal this time next year and see where you were opposed to where you are. I looked at a journal that I, uh, I've got books of journals, but this one was like 2015. And there was so many things, number one, that I've accomplished that I was just like, I can't even remember. I can't believe I talked about it, you know, in my journal at this time. Then I also was like, oh my gosh, I forgot that I I went through so much in this month. I'm so shocked. I'm shocked that I survived it. Thank God, you know, for his grace. You know, so it it gives you a, a moment to be able to relive different things and appreciate and give God glory and all of those things. But 
you know, communicating with people, setting your boundaries, like you were talking about, um, staying fit in your brain and your body. Mind, body, yes, is huge. Um, and I dare to say to people, um, you know, it's, I always say where God takes me, I will take God, you know, that relationship has to be healthy as well. Right. Um, I think that's a big part of preventative maintenance. I think for <laughs> me, um, cause I felt like this year I put it, in, I had it in the corrective maintenance thing a lot, but I'm going to do it in the preventative maintenance. I'm going to watch who I give all my energy to right Ooh, now. That's big. You know, like who I'm giving all my right. energy to, you know, especially, you know, your big word, reciprocity. That's your word. <laughs> uh, like I'm giving this energy and I'm not getting it back. Mm-hmm. So at some point you have to be like, okay, yes, that's not where that my energy needs to be. Yes. Protect your energy. Protect your energy. And so that is a preventative maintenance thing Mm -hmm. because ultimately if we keep giving our energy and it keeps falling down and are we getting something in turn, then we're going to have to get to that corrective part of the problem, you know? Yeah. That's a big thing. That's big because you said that corrective, it's about being available and reliable. Like, yeah. Like those are the things that fall short. So when you give your energy to those that, are not supposed to have it. Those people are not available or reliable, you know, to, to take that, you know, I mean, they, they're not able to give it back to you. So you have to be very careful. And I think we have to, we have to know sooner than later. Like you have to pay attention. And see, that's big in codependency. We'll stay in something too long. Yeah. We'll stay in something too long. So audience, please hear that. You know, if you feel it, you know, so what someone told me, everything that you need to know is in your body. Like you feel it. You know, if you're really in tune and listening and willing to move forward in it, you know, we'll do things a lot shorter and stay in toxic situations a lot shorter than we normally would. We'd mm-hmm. make that shift a lot quicker, um, which is really, really big. Um, I did a release ceremony in... November, which really got me prepared for this changeover to the new year. Um, And I'm going to tell you, anybody out there that will do a release ceremony, be ready. It's not about, you know, oh my gosh, I'm going to release and then you're going to be happy ever after. Because you might release some things that you don't, you hadn't been prepared to release. You may have to release some people that you're like, I, I didn't even see it that way. I didn't even like, I, I, I'm personally, I was like, God, like he started working immediately. I got home from the release and things were released that day. <laughs> I was like, whoa, what is happening? But when you ask for something, that's why they say, be careful what you ask for. You know, if you say, Lord, I want to have more patience. The only way you're going to have it is to have it tested. Right. So. Have the release ceremony because you do have to let go of certain things, but be prepared for the release. <laughs> so you know what? That's funny. I think about, we've talked about like a lot about preventative maintenance, but corrective maintenance is important as well. And I think they're both necessary. 
period. Like do you, there is no, you need one without the other or you're going to always be doing preventative or what but things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Things are going to shift mm-hmm. uh, the dynamic of something. Things are going to, you know, break. Yes. Period. That's life. That's life. Yeah. Is going to break. So you're going to have to correct some, you know, things. Yep. The preventative just kind of keeps you from having to do the things like, oh, why did I have to do this? Like, mm-hmm. you know, but corrective is. And so the reason I was thinking about that is because we all, like you said, may have, you know, at times in our life, we look back at certain things and try to figure out, now, why did I deal with this this way? Mm-hmm. You know, and then if you may not realize it for like, I may not have realized something for another two years or whatever but when i realize it then it's time to you know address it mm-hmm. maybe it's maybe i'm ready maybe i'm mature enough now to address it yeah because i definitely for myself i know that oh i'm ooh. <laughs> i just thought about it like i did a lot of preventative maintenance and corrective maintenance um Early on, I, I think well, it was 20, so we're just leaving 2022, 2021. Yeah. I did, I started a lot of preventative maintenance. I started counseling. I started, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you know how badly we got hit with the emotional yes. Yes. traumas yes. this year, losing our brother, you know, I lost my stepfather, I, you know, just uh, being hit with those things. If I had not done some of those things I from now I mind you I, I was I was hit pretty hard oh, yeah. you know you had sure. to come pick me off the yeah you know what I'm yeah. I was <laughs> but but I know like back in 2012 you know I lost my mom um and that took me two years to recover from yeah I mean and I mean I'm still re- you know you never recover yeah. from anything right like, but I mean but like, to be able to emotional coma right. mental coma I remember like that year I, I almost got evicted, not because I didn't have the money, but because I just did not even check my mailbox, yeah. you know, yeah. like I was on program mode. I was getting up, getting dressed, go to work, come home, getting, you know. Yep. And so like, I remember after that year, my friends that lived out there, they were like, we're getting a key to your house because I don't know, you know, but I was just, you know, but like hitting, getting hit twice as hard mm-hmm. this year. If I hadn't have started that stuff last year, I think it would have been so much worse. Right. So much. That's true. So much worse. It's true. You know, I had learned so many different things doing that preventative maintenance mm-hmm. and you knew how to do the work. Well, yes, yeah, so in the preventative maintenance, I started getting finding things that needed to be corrected. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, we'll find it. and so like it was in in that I remember there was relationships that I needed to heal. Mm-hmm. You know, I needed to weigh relationships and see if they were worth healing. And the, the ones that were, we need, I needed to heal them. Yes. And I found out those persons weren't, we needed, we both needed to heal. So I was healing relationships. But in that, I learned how to communicate. I learned how to, to weigh things, weigh the importance of things and stuff and, and to keep moving through it. So this year with all the stuff that happened, um, I did, you know, crawl in the ball a couple of times or whatever, but I remember the one thing that I did differently this year was after everything happened, like when I was tr- like, after, remember after you left and helped me yes. come out of that, I remember saying, I'm not 
Like if someone tells me, come do this or come do that, I'm not going to say no. You know, like the before it used to be like, just no, just because, just because, <laughs> just because the weather looks nice. Like, I'm just going to say no, you know? <laughs> and so I had made a conscious effort to like, if I don't have a real excuse, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. I needed to get out. I needed to not. And that was something completely different from before. Right. You know, where I was kind of hibernating this time. It was just like, even if I'm not feeling it, I'm fine. I'm going to keep fighting through it. You wanted to keep moving. I wanted to keep moving and I wanted to keep fighting. Like I felt like when I wasn't doing anything, I wasn't fighting. Right. I wasn't fighting to get to any type of place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they, one thing that they kept telling me when everything was happening is you have to, what is the scripture? You have to move through the shadow of death, of Mm -hmm. death. We, instead of standing in the shadow of death, right? So you, I feel as though that's where, where, before you were standing, you were just standing there taking it. Waiting for it to. Right, waiting for it to. Yeah, hoping that you, somebody will come and pull you out of this darkness. But you actually, from the things that you had learned, were able to pick yourself up and move through that shadow of darkness into where you needed to, where your healing was, right? I, yeah, I remember. And we're still doing it, to I be know, honest. You know, so like, so I remember, so in Vegas, Vegas has weird seasons. We don't have the change of seasons. And our winter is really bad rain. And I mean, like ridiculous rain, like streets are flooded, mm-hmm. expressways are flooded. It's like someone pours a bucket. Seriously, it feels like like somebody, you'll be driving and then someone pour a bucket, you can't see anything for like two minutes and then all of a sudden it's dry and it's cleared up. So I remember one time I was thinking about that and I was trying to get through certain things. And I remember thinking um, when you're in a storm, you don't like pull over, like, you know, some people will pull over, um, you know, pull over because you can't see you pull over. But in Vegas, if you pull over, you're likely to just be pulled over and staying in that storm. And it's just going to stay there because they, they're in pockets all over. You have to keep driving. Now, drive a little more careful. Of course. You know, you got to drive a little slower, but you got to keep driving to get out of that storm. And then eventually you can look back and see the storm behind you. Ooh, that's you know? a word. That's a word. So, say it loud. <laughs> that's a word. So that's what I, I think that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to keep moving, like keep driving because I know it was still looking like dark clouds and it was still looking like, but I felt like if I stayed still, I was going to be stuck in this storm, mm. you know, because the storm wasn't going to move. I had to move. It is. So, yeah. That's, mm. Oh, this is <laughs> yummy. <laughs> yummy, yummy, yummy. Well, I'm going to uh, end this okay. and say thank you. I hope that everybody enjoyed it. Like we were just sitting there talking about our jobs and this corrective and preventative. And I was like, oh, that's life. <laughs> we need to jump on a podcast. And she was like, okay, girl, let's do this. <laughs> so I hope that you guys enjoyed it. Um, I hope it makes sense. Uh, but I want to thank you for being with us, my sister, even though you're leaving me tomorrow. <laughs> so I'm never gone. Just go. Just gone out of here. That's true. That's true. <laughs> True that, true that, true that. Well, um, listeners, thank you for listening. And I want to thank you 
as always, for choosing the Codependent Me podcast because you can definitely listen to any other that you wish. And we appreciate you being here. And I want to remind you that you matter and your story matters. And until next time, Happy New Year. Bye. I understand that nothing is more valuable than your time. So thank you for listening. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Codependent Me. And check out my website at codependentme.org. Thanks so much. Have a great day.